Right now we want to welcome in uh, one of the uh, great offensive players in the league, Greg Olson, who joins us now, who is uh, back, will be back playing. He's not going to miss a game in Meadowlands, I'm sure. The uh, former Wayne Hill star uh, joins us now as Carolina comes to town to take on the Jets, and he will be back. Last week he was in the booth uh, as he gets ready for career number two. Greg, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right. So first, uh, you're ready to go. You're healthy again, right? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yesterday, I got back to practice. Um, you know, for the first time, felt good just kind of getting out there, moving around. Uh, get back out there again tomorrow, kind of for the start of the official prep for, for the Jets. And, you know, just hopefully as things continue to progress, the plan is to, uh, you know, make my first game back on Sunday up at up in MetLife, up in my old stomping grounds a little bit, and uh, I'm excited for that. Have you – I'm trying to go back. You've play, have you, How many games have you played there as a pro? I've played, I've played a few. I've okay. played a couple against the Jets, a couple against the Giants over the years. So I've, I've been there uh, been there a few times now. All right. How about the other? How about being in a booth last week? How did that work out? It was fun. You know, obviously it came under a little fire during the week prepping for it. But uh, once – once we got started, the, the team at Fox was super. They were they were great to work with Kevin and, and Charles and Pam and, and everybody. So it was uh, it was a great experience. It was fun. You know, I, I'll tell you what those those guys work hard. They they prep. They, they put they in a lot, lot of time. Of, you know, they do. They they yeah. put in a ton of time. That, yep. those, those broadcasts that we all see and hear and take for granted. There's there's a lot of work that goes in to make them sound so you know flawless and effortless. It's. Uh, it's a gift. Those those guys are really good, and and they put in the time. And they're a team as people as someone who grew up in that business. Uh, their production meetings are serious, as you found out, and and they really take the whole teamwork thing. Uh, that's a that's a team. That's a team all year. They work together as a, as a team, and they're a pretty seamless group too. They are. I mean, I, I was just blown away by how much dialogue there is. You know, before the broadcast and the night before the meetings and. Um, you know, prepping graphics and prepping storylines, and then during the broadcast, how much dialogue there is between the producers in the truck and the and the broadcasters on air, and Pam on the sideline, and just constant dialogue. Constant. It's. I'll tell you, it's a full operation. It's. Uh, it, it's really impressive. They they're very professional, and uh, you know, they made my life very easy. It was it was easy to make a debut when you when you work with a group like that. We're talking with uh, Carolina's uh, Greg Olson. Now, what he meant that came out of the fire is because he's an active player, there was some scuttlebutt about him not having access to the team, which usually broadcasters meet with coaches. They go to the facility. Some of them even go to practice, depending on the coach. Some say yes, some say no, depending. Uh, usually they'll let you in at least for a couple of minutes. And uh, from that standpoint, they don't want you involved in any of that stuff. Yeah, which was the plan all along. We We never intended on... You know, me going to either side's practice, either side's meetings. Uh, I didn't even go down on the field before the game started. I just hung up in the booth when Kevin and, and Charles went down on the field to, you know, kind of walk around like you see a lot of the broadcasters yep. do during pregame. So I, I stayed out of it, never imagined in a million years that everyone was going to get as, as upset about it. But I think once the broadcast started and it seemed like everybody was, was fairly receptive and positive, I, I think it was a good experience for all. And I think everybody kind of got over it. Before I get to uh, Fanchester and what you're promoting, this South race, uh, even now after last night Atlanta's win, this is going to be a great race. You got three teams, uh, all very competitive. The Saints have won eight straight. You guys, Atlanta, everyone between eight and two and six and four. That's going a lot of division games down the stretch. Division games to finish up. Carolina plays Atlanta the last week. It's going to be a fun race this South the rest of the way. 
It is. I mean, I think we got the best. I think we have the best division right now. In I agree. Um, I agree. I think if if it ended right now, I think we got three teams in the playoffs, uh, which is hard to do. But again, like you said, we got you know of our final six, three are inside the division. Uh, we go on the road both to Atlanta and to New Orleans. So we got our work cut out for us. You know, we we got to come up here and come off the bye and play well against New York on on Sunday. And you know, we we got to catch. We got we know it's in front of us. We got to catch New Orleans. So every game. Is gonna it's gonna come down to every game and, and every win and every tiebreaker. So we gotta we gotta get each one each week. How about the fine line with your team and your offense with Cam as the idea of how much you want to turn them loose to run to, versus trying to keep them healthy and utilizing how good he is when the offense and how much the offense clicks when he does use his legs. Yeah, I think I think it's a very fine line, but I think as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, as he's gotten healthier and he's kind of gotten settled in a little bit coming off the offseason surgery and with his shoulder and whatnot. I think, you know, you see the kind of dynamic player that he is and just how much pressure that puts on defenses when, when he can pull the ball uh, and take off and design run or scramble on a pass and keep plays alive and end up throwing it. There, you know, I don't know if there's anybody who, who's played the position like he has. Um, certainly not right now, and I don't know if ever. So it's it's a pretty unique ability that he has at that position, and I think that's what makes him special. So at some point, I think you just say, hey, you know, you're a big boy. You go out and you do what's made you special, what's won you the MVP. And I think when he does that, he, he just plays better all around. We're talking about Carolina's Gray Golson. You know, this is the golden era for tight ends. It really is a it's a time to be a tight end because, boy, it's, it's amazing. I, I go back a generation when the tight end did so little in terms of it went through a uh, went through a time when they did catch a lot of passes, then a time when they caught very few passes, and now back to a time when they really are featured enormously in these offenses. It is. It's been fun. You know, I kind of came into the league when, you know, Jason Witten, who's still playing, you know, which is impressive in itself, and Tony Gonzalez and those guys were kind of, you know, elevating the position. And and then, you know, a young influx of talent. And it seems like every year, I mean, the guy up at the Giants, Ingram, he's having a good rookie year. I mean, it's across the league. Teams are are looking for guys who can play that position and play it at a high level. And, you know, teams are are desperate to find it. Um, There's not a lot of them in the college game. And, and once you find one, I think teams are realizing what, what they can do for your offense. So if you can get your hands on them, I think teams realize it's, uh, it's, it's a game changer. So it's, it's been fun to kind of see the ebbs and flows of the position and, and be a part of it. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been fun to watch not only the old guys, but some of these, these new guys come into the league and, and what they're able to do is impressive. Is it easier to take the pass catcher and turn him into an okay blocker, or is it easier to take the blocker and turn him into an okay pass catcher? I think if you have a pass catcher who's a willing blocker, you can teach them to do the run game stuff. Um, I think it's very hard to teach the pass catching. I think there's just some guys who naturally um, have movement ability, have natural ability to change direction, run routes, understand it. And, and there's some guys who are just natural catchers. You know, they just they catch the ball well in their hands. They track the ball well. Um, and there's only so many drills you can do to teach that. Uh, some you either have it or you don't. I think the run game stuff, if you're willing and you're not afraid to put your faith in there, um, I think a good coach can, can make you into a good, solid uh, run game blocker. I think if you have a big guy who's a natural blocker and a natural point of attack guy, uh, you know, if he doesn't have the skills in the passing game and to move and track the ball and catch, if, if you can't run in today's game, uh, you're going to be covered fairly easily. So I, I think you want to find guys that have those unique traits and, and the willingness, and, and you can teach them the rest.
You can tell that he's going to be a future broadcaster just by the answers. We're talking with Greg Olson. All right, tell me about FanChest. Yeah, this time of year. I mean, everyone's obviously looking for the perfect gift, and a lot of us being sports fans and whatnot uh, struggle. You can just go with simple. You go to FanChest.com, figure out what your favorite team is for a gift for a loved one, type it in, and they take care of the rest. And, and that box of, of merchandise and, and gear shows up right at their door. So perfect for this time of year, perfect for the sports fan in your life, and uh, they take all the worry out of it. So FanChest will detail the stuff for you. You don't have to worry about that stuff. They'll come up with the stuff that, that fits the uh, team and the, and the person in question. Exactly. They, they curate it. Once you tell them exactly what, you, what the team is and what they're interested in, they, they handle, they handpick all the items, pack the box, curate it all, ship it, and it shows up right at your door. And you, and you give it. It can come pre-wrapped. It can come gift-wrapped, uh, whatever you want. So this time of year, it's... Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. All right, go to FanChest.com. Thanks for a couple of minutes. Uh, stay healthy the rest of the way. should be fun to watch you guys compete with those teams. should be a lot of fun, so uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you along the way. Thank you. All right, thank you. Take All care. right, Greg Olson, the uh, tight end for the Carolina Panthers, who are in town this week, Wayne Hill's star, and one of the you know really talented tight ends in the league. Uh, they need him back in the offense. He gets back in the offense this week, and that's going to be a great race. As we said, Atlanta's win last night. They're 6-4. and four. New Orleans is eight and two. Atlanta has five division games left. Uh, Carolina has three division games left. Carolina already has a win over Atlanta. That's the one game Atlanta's lost in the division, one game they've played. So uh, it's going to be a wonderful race the rest of the way. All three teams have serious aspirations. Atlanta being the third of the three might be the most talented of the three when, on their best day. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now, Fanchest, again, go to fanchest.com. F-A-N-C-H-E-S-T, one word, fanchest.com for more information. Sounds like an interesting thing. You want to check it out. I, I think it sounds like a good gift. So we'll see what happens. Now, uh, we thank Greg Olson for that.